Praise the Lord. Good morning, church. It's good to be together again. In fact, it's not only good, it is necessary that we keep getting together weekly, even if it is online, to worship together and to hear the word together. It is even more important that once the service is over, that we think about what we have learned from the word and apply it to our lives. That is the core of my message to you today as I share a message called Built to Lost. Amen? Built to Lost. You see, what we hear every time we come together as a church like this to study the Word, every time you spend time reading the Bible, meditating on it, every time you're spending prayer in the presence of the Lord, you, you're, you're thinking on what you have read. Every time we do this, it influences how we build our lives. So my question to you today is this. How are you building your life? Whether you are conscious of it or not, you are building something. We are all building something. A life, a career, family, ministry, business, a future. And it matters how you build. It is God's will that whatever you build, it should be according to His will and built to last. So, let's turn our attention to the words of Jesus this morning and hear what He had to say about this matter. We are reading in Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 to 27. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them, is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it fell, and great was its fall. Church, in this story, we hear of two builders, two guys who built a house. Let the house represent the different aspects of building in your life. In the Bible, the term house or home has a number of applications. It means a place you live. It means a group of people who share the faith, therefore your church community. It means a group of people who have something in common, who do life together, therefore a community. It can refer to an estate or someone's wealth. It can refer to your body, the residence of your soul in this earthly life. It can also refer to your eternal abode, where you will be when your life here is over. Now, think of it. How many of these houses 
are you building or have built in your life? Have you stopped to consider that what you may have taken for granted as normal, as a normal, regular part of living is actually a building project? (laughs) Your marriage, your family, your job, career, or business, your close community or close circle of friends, your broader community, where you live and do life, your ministry or your church life, how you care for your own spiritual well-being and how you are preparing for eternity, these and perhaps other areas are all part of our building project. (laughs) So, how are you building your life? You see, so many of us often don't stop to take stock of how we are doing life, how we are building. We just do what comes our way. And perhaps we we do it the easy way, the convenient way, the quicker way, the cheapest way, never really thinking of the future consequences of our actions. So when you think of it, this story that Jesus shared is rather sobering. Let me tell you why. These guys that build these houses, it could be you or me. (laughs) Listen, both guys were church people. Both were in the same church, and it was a good church. They both heard the same preacher, and it was a good preacher. They both heard the same message, and it was a great message. Did you realize that? Have a look at the text again. Both guys were listening to Jesus. So we know that the preacher and the message were the best. If Jesus is present, it is a good church gathering. And so they enjoyed listening to preaching and were in a good church meeting. Okay, so far? (laughs) Because that's what Jesus said. Those who listen to me. And then they lived in the same neighborhood because they got hit by the same storm. They were, they were more or less the same social class and both had money at hand because they both built their own houses. They did not build a tent or a shack, but a house. So Jesus is not comparing people of totally different background and social standing, but two people who were very similar to each other. When these two guys finished their houses, both houses looked good. (laughs) As you walked along the neighborhood, you would look at one house and then look at the other, and they both looked good, solid, safe, and comfortable. From what you could see, they were both great homes. But then, (laughs) then the weather changed. (laughs) And family, church, This is where this story is sobering. You see, the weather is unpredictable. It can change suddenly. Look at the destructive floods we saw recently in Europe. So suddenly, the wind came in the story. The storm came. The water level rose. It became a flood. And the stream of water and the wind beat strongly against those houses. 
And it says that one house stood because it had a strong foundation and the other fell because it had no strong foundation. In uh, Luke's parallel account of the story, he says that one man dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock, but the other built a house on the earth without a foundation. The one dug deep, the other probably had just a shallow trench for a foundation. He built on the earth, not on the rock. Again, we've seen this in in floods where whole houses topple over and are taken by the currents. And other houses, man, they get flooded, but they stand. (laughs) When these two men completed their houses and you looked at them and admired them, the one thing you could not see was their foundation. The only time the strength and quality of the foundation was exposed was during the storm. And here is a sobering thought, church. Often, the quality and strength of the foundation of our lives is exposed only during a storm in our lives. This pandemic has been a terrible storm in many people's lives. Unfortunately, many houses have toppled in this storm. We've seen divorces, family breakups, and or violence. We've seen faith cooling off, people distancing from God and and from the church. The truth is, the weaknesses in lives and relationships We're already there before the storm. The storm just precipitated it and revealed it. Storms in our lives can take many forms. Sickness, financial trouble, stress, conflict, marital, family, or relationship problems. Storms can break out suddenly in our lives, or they can slowly build up over a period of time and then burst upon us. What makes a difference in our lives when a storm comes upon us is the foundation upon which we are built. The only difference between those two houses was the foundation. Jesus calls the man who built a strong foundation upon the rock, he calls him wise. And the man who built without a foundation, Jesus calls him a fool. The wise man built to lost. The foolish man didn't. And what does Jesus say the foundation is? Listen to Matthew 7, 24. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. Here is Luke's parallel account. Luke chapter 6, verses 47 to 48. Whoever comes to me and hears my sayings and does them, I will show you who he is like. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. And when the floods rose, the stream beat vehemently against that house and could not shake it, for it was founded on the rock. So what does come, hear, and do mean? It means obedience to God. That 
is the foundation upon which our lives should be built. Now notice that obedience to God does not prevent storms from coming upon our lives. The storm hit both the wise and the foolish man. So don't live under the illusion that if you do your best to obey God, to obey His commandments and His will, that bad things will never happen to you, that you will never uh, catch COVID, that you will never have problems in life. That is a lie. And if you believe that, you run the risk of rejecting your faith when trouble comes your way. So, what does obedience do then? Consistent obedience to God will make you resilient when troubles come. To be consistently obedient to God, you need to be consistently hearing or reading His sayings, His word, so that you know what to obey. But if you are consistently hearing and doing His Word, then your faith is growing and your relationship with Him is getting stronger. And so, when when storm comes, God is not distant to you. You have confidence in God. His peace is with you. You have an inner knowledge that all is going to be well. Perhaps the greatest storm that can come upon our life is facing eternity. To some, this is a fearful moment. It seems that the storm will definitely destroy all that one has built over a lifetime. Yet, to the child of God, there is no fear of this particular storm. Obedience to God, listening to the words of Jesus and doing them because you believe in Him and you believe that He is the way, the truth, and the life. Listen, that is the way to an eternity in His presence. There is no greater reward than living a life in obedience to God and at the end hear Him saying, Well done, good and faithful servant, as He welcomes you into His presence forever. So, how are you building? How do you want to build? Are there areas in your life where perhaps you need to rebuild Instead of waiting for the storm to come, go back and lay some proper foundations. This might not be possible with a house building, but with our lives, our families, communities, it is possible for us to make changes. Both men heard Jesus. The main difference was in the choices they made. That laid the foundation of their lives and of their houses. One chose the easy way. The other chose the hard way. One wanted quick results. The other wanted lasting results. The one thought only of today. The other thought also of tomorrow. One heard Jesus but did not do what he said. The other heard Jesus and also did what he said. 
James 1, 22-25 says the following, But be doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. Did you hear that? If you hear only, it says you're deceiving yourself. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it. You see, he's doing it and is not forgetful. Hearer, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. Do you want to be blessed in what you do? Be a doer of the word of God. Be obedient to God's word. So, How should we then build? What does it look like practically? Well, it means that we are allowing the Word of God to shape our view of reality and of the world. Do you hear that? It means we are allowing the Word of God, the Bible, the Word of God to shape our view of reality and of the world. Listen, in a world with no moral compass, no absolute truth, we choose to believe the Word of God as truth, as our plumb line, even when it is not popular with society. 2,000 years ago, Pilate asked, what is truth? (laughs) Ironically, he asked this question to the one who claimed to be the way, the truth, and the life, Jesus himself. The April April 3, 1970 cover of uh, Time magazine featured a cover that asked, Is truth dead? (laughs) You, You see, today you hear people speaking of relative truth, speaking of your truth and my truth. But the Bible says in John 17, 17, sanctify them in your truth, God's truth. Then he says, your word is truth. And this is Jesus speaking in John 17. The word of God, as we have it in the Bible, is truth. Are you building upon it? It also means that we are allowing our lives to reflect that we are followers of Jesus. Amen. To build our lives upon a good foundation also means that we are allowing our lives to reflect that we are followers of Jesus. You see, too many people hide behind sayings such as, no one is perfect, or I am saved, not perfect, or I am just human. (laughs) Now, all these statements, they are true, but they should not be used as an excuse for our lack of discipline, our lack of wisdom, our lack of love. They should not be used as an excuse for intentionally not doing the will of the Father, for intentionally disobeying God. Amen? Our lives should reflect what it means to follow Jesus. Yet, 
the lives of too many believers is an embarrassment to the gospel. It has become too easy to say and do things which do not reflect the love and compassion of Christ in our lives. This passage is aimed at those who claim to be believers. Just before telling the story of the two house builders, listen to what Jesus said. Matthew chapter 7, verses 21 to 23. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Hmm? Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Ouch. This means that there are people talking about Jesus, maybe even praying for people in the name of Jesus. But they are not doing it for Jesus, nor with the intention of doing the will of the Father. This means they are operating according to their own selfish agenda. Man, their house will come down and great will be its fall. So, as I end, let me ask you again. How are you building? Church, how are you building? How are we building? No matter how simple or how complex our lives may be, it can be built on the foundation of the Word of God, on the principles recorded in the Bible. Ultimately, listen, ultimately, heaven and earth will pass, but the Word of God will remain. <laughs> if we remain in the Word, if we remain obedient to God, we will remain with the Lord when everything passes. Therefore, let us build to lost. Amen? Come, let's pray together. Father, it is our desire, Lord, to build to lost. Not to entertain ourselves now with the things of the world now, to be popular with the world views now, Lord, but to do your will, to seek your will, to be obedient to you, Father, and to build our lives in such a way that we can spend eternity with you, Lord God, to build a home in heaven, Lord God, to put our treasure there where you are so that we can spend eternity together. I pray for everyone watching this program, everyone listening right now, Help each one of us, God, to have this desire to build, to lust, to build upon your word, to do your will, Lord God. Even if you have to do things which are unpopular in society, Lord God, help us to take that hard path if necessary, the difficult path if necessary, the long path if necessary, Father God, but help us to do your will, to be obedient to you, Lord. We pray this, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, church, have a great week. 
Go and build something that lasts, amen? And we'll see each other again next week. God bless you, amen.